Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Listen in as we discuss all things business, growth, and marketing with business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, founder of Roundhouse, the creative agency, Saul Edmonds. Oh, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Melanie McCarthy around the topic, what it means to be a leader. Melanie, how are you going today? Yeah, great. Thanks, Saul. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lovely day. I'm down in Victoria um, and, yeah, great to be part of your um, community and business network and share my story and hopefully I can make a difference for somebody out there. Yeah, no, thanks so much for uh, for being on the podcast. It's a real, a real pleasure and really interesting, um, be really interesting to talk to you about this subject. I know it's um, sort of something that, um, you know, is important in, in what you're doing. It's very important in people's businesses and organisations as well. So um, just uh, as a general, general introduction, um, would you mind just telling everybody uh, listening, I, I suppose as an overview of, uh, you know, who you are, um, what, what you do, a little bit of history and and the sort of services or um, and or solutions that you provide in what you do. Yeah, no worries. So my story um, evolves as um, being trained as a technical person. So I wanted to be an engineer from when I was really little, mm. and I worked in the resources sector. Uh, throughout Australia and in the last couple of years I spent a fair bit of time overseas um, traveling to China and I yeah having gone through all of that um, and what I learned in being trained technically to solve problems and early on I thought that was my role was to solve problems Mm. Um, and then as I was promoted to leadership positions I yeah I still thought that was my role but then I came to the idea that this you know it wasn't going to be effective if I was going to lead teams and um, I did some investment in myself and I can talk a bit about how I came to do that Mm. and it really totally transformed the way I saw the world um, my happiness and I think I was a far better person a better leader a better mum so I've, I'm actually doing that now. So I'm helping technical people become exceptional leaders in business and life. Mm. And, um, and it's really that, that knowledge gap that I didn't have when I became a leader um, that I'm looking to provide and I do provide to people now um, for those people that are technically trained and they're stepping up into leadership. Yeah, sure. So you've actually had in um, more recent times too, you had a a new brand like as being um, sort of branded around you then more. Is that right? Like, and and then like how, how did um, like in uh, the journey that you were speaking about, how did you come to, I suppose the, uh, well, let's not call it a realization, but the um, decision then to um, have have your brand or the way you put yourself out there to be around you more as a individual rather than as a um, 
a business name um, and why did you do that? Yeah, sure. So it's really the evolution of when you start a business, you actually don't know what, where your offering is and where, where you want to serve. Um, and I left the corporate world almost 12 months ago um, in July, actually, last year. Mm. And because I'd been um, running businesses, um, I, run a, I ran a mine um, down here in Victoria for many, many years. Um, and I brought in leadership consultants to help with that. So when I left, I knew I wanted to help people in this space, but I didn't actually know whether I wanted to help businesses or whether I wanted to help individuals. Right. And so as I started to play in that space in the first six months of doing this full time, um, I, I did reach out and I worked in a couple of businesses and I realised that what I love to do is work with individuals. Mm. So I mentor them. And so that's why I rebranded as Melanie McCarthy mentor.com, which is the website that, that you guys helped um, create. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, I love helping people that are within businesses, um, help, I help them transform themselves and then they can actually like make, make a difference within the businesses that they're, that they're engaged with. So yeah, it was really that the last 12 months of really honing uh, where I wanted to serve. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's an interesting point too, because it's often, um, I suppose just in general conversations that we have with, with clients and, and just even ourselves too, like the idea of, of how um, a business or then how as an individual within a business, you end up engaging with people in whatever form it's always ends up being personal in my experience anyway, because you always end up dealing with a, a person or other people so but as a um a mentor i've i guess from my perspective i don't know about you but it, it's it always it's even more so because your you know your role is is then so important in um well in a range of different ways but then in terms of leadership what is i'd just be interested to to hear what your thoughts are on um on and this is a pretty broad sort of question so um um so feel free to answer it in i mean whatever way you'd like <laughs> um but what a what a a leader is and and then i mean leadership because it's a term that's obviously used a lot really isn't it and um, what's your view on what a leader is within within a business or or sort of otherwise well my yeah my views on that are I mean, and it is a very you know popular popularized term at the moment yeah but if if you're there helping other people be successful that's when i think you're a leader so it actually isn't about you at all it's about mm. helping other people be successful mm. and i found uh and this and this term mentor, I think, is important because um, in in the space of coaching, and I trained to be a coach a couple of years ago, even when I was at executive level, that opened up um, my mind to how I could help people really work on that stuff that was, 
I guess they couldn't see it was unconscious. Mm. But then to, to, to pair this with mentoring, because I was in the resources space and um, there's not many women in that space. Mm. Um, so I had the unique ability to have like, the heavy um, industry, the technical knowledge, I had that as well. And I can actually pair that with the coaching experience in working with people, in mentoring them and coaching them to be exceptional leaders. And that's actually helping them be successful. So I actually believe that leadership is, it's about helping others be successful Mm. and how can you serve them and bring people like, allow people to achieve what they want to achieve in life. So if you're in, like when I was in corporate world, it was helping people if they were ambitious to step up in the business or it might have been um, to get, you know, further qualifications or further experience. Um, So it's really this, for me, the coaching qualification and that training helped me be able to draw out of people what do they want to achieve in their life because it's Mm -hmm. bigger than career, it's bigger than it's bigger than what the business is engaged with. It's what they actually want to want to do in their life. Um, and that's yeah. amazing to have to be part of that. So to, you, you know, you may be within a business as a leader and if you're drawing that out of your people and there might be people there that actually don't want to be there and actually helping them really form up, you know, what, what do they want to do with their life? What are they excited about doing? And actually enabling them to do that whether it be in the business or out of the business, it's it's what's best for them. So that yeah. was my experience as, you know, being in a leadership position, but then obviously having the training to help people really clarify what their life goals were and then how to actually step that out and achieve them. So that's, yeah, helping people be successful is what I think leadership's about. Yeah, no, that's really, uh, it's, it's, it is a really, interesting subject because like we said like it's it's a term that's used so much now and i guess um it's i don't know how different it would be from you know talking to different people about that subject but i really like the you know your um your angle on it too in in helping people have i suppose part of that being helping them have that realization about what they want, because I suppose, um, you know, there's an assumption on in some ways that people kind of know what they want. And in some ways that's true, but, you know, when you were saying about, um, you know, helping them have that or sort of see that realization about what they actually want out of life and then within their role and then, how to achieve it is probably, I mean, I don't know what you think, but I, I think it's sometimes a bit of an understated um, point of importance. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, totally. So, and I know that as you mature as a person and grow and have life experience, it changes over time and you get clear on it. But mm. um, I, like an example would be me, you know, wanting to, be an engineer because I idolised my dad um, and then getting a role after uni in the resources sector um, because my family history was in that sector. Right. Um, it wasn't really, 
like I trained as a chemical engineer, so I could have made beer or chocolate, <laughs> but I ended up doing, you know, making gold originally. Oh, uh, wow, really? Yeah, so, um, and then I transitioned into underground mining, which very few women do, um, but that was what I knew as a child. And then looking back now um, and the contribution I'm making in my mentoring business, I get far more um, joy and pleasure and enjoyment every day doing that. So I think people, unless they've found what contribution they want to make in the world, they actually, and if they haven't had like a wake up moment, um, Mm. then they can go along. Like I was in, you know, at executive level 12 months ago, you know, what's the next step up to there? That's, you know, I don't know, CEO or something like that of a company. Um, And I'm sure people, often they just follow what their family history has done or what they think people expect them to do in their career Mm. and actually haven't stopped to think what contribution do I want to make in the world and and that's what's so great about what I do now is I can actually help people get clear on that because I was I think I was asleep to that um, for many many years and it was really really only I guess having that coaching qualification and starting to dabble in that and really loving it and then doing the traditional sort of up the up the food chain ladder mm. to end up in corporate world, which is what my, you know, what I thought I was meant to be doing. Um, but then in in comparing how enjoy how enjoyable they were, I could I could see that this is what I needed to be doing that was going to serve me as a person, serve my family better. Um, we've got quite a big farm here now, so serve my partner and supporting him in his business. So yeah, yeah just um. Yeah, just really, I think people, unless they've really stopped to think about it, um, they may not realise what contribution they want to make to the world. Yeah, because that always, that's, I I like that too, because it's, it's like, I suppose part of it is from my own individual experience too. Like sometimes you have, there's that idea that um, without really analysing it, that something that, you might really want seems like a very long way away or it seems quite lofty or it seems like it's, you know, something that you would have to make, you know, far too significant a change to be realistic. But, you know, often sometimes it's just like a little, um, a little sort of step over to the left. Like you were saying, you're, you know, in, in that, in a certain role and some ways, you know, what, what you're doing whilst it's different is you're still utilizing certain skills and you're not a different person. You're the same person, but you're just, you know, it's like a little sort of shift over to one side in um, sort of some way. Um, When did you have, did you have a specific, yeah, let's call it like the light bulb um, sort of moment about, all of this, um, or was it more of a, a transitional thing? So that I guess I would have just been on the path of not really thinking about um, what contribution I wanted to make and just continue thinking that my role was to solve problems. Um, so I, I was in that headspace for many, many years and I'd reached the role of mine manager, which was mm. quite... Um, so that was my goal that I was aiming to get to that position. 
And my light bulb moment came when I had my first child. So I had Lily and I was actually concerned about my job security um, because the company I was working for had been taken over by another company. Mm. So I had three months off after having Lil and I went back to work full time as the underground mine manager. And when I got back there, um, the, the new owners said, um, by the way, that job, yeah, that um, mine manager's job, that's no longer yours. Mm. And you have to actually go and do another role, which was um, a, the original discipline that I'd studied, which I'd worked really hard to sort of transition into the underground space. Yeah. So that was the trigger point for me um, because it, it took me to a really um, deep, dark place because I realised that I'd just had this achievement focus my whole life and I'd been hell-bent on, you know, being an underground mine manager, which I'd got to, and then it had just been taken away. Right. Um, so that was the trigger for me because um, I had to dig deep within myself and I actually reached out and got help. And that was when I started investing in myself and really trying to understand how my brain worked. Mm. And I think from then, um, from that point on, I've just continued to do, I guess, um, personal development work and actually try and be a better person <laughs> all the time. Like, tr- yeah, sort of never give up on that. Whereas before that, the whole idea of that was just completely foreign to me. So that was the, the trigger point where I realised that investing in understanding how my brain worked and understanding, you know, my contribution in the world and everything, um, what I wanted to achieve um, would then make me a happier person and it wasn't about achievement and it wasn't about roles and it wasn't about climbing the corporate ladder, even though after that point I did get my that um, underground mine manager job back. I did get that back after a couple of years. Oh, right. I <laughs> still got it back anyway. Yeah, and I, and I progressed through an organisation up to executive level. Yeah, right. And I won awards, um, like I won um, Exceptional Woman in Australian Resources a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it helped me be successful within the industry I was in, um, but it it opened up this whole other area where I could actually help more people. Mm. And, um, I started doing that as well at the same time. So actually helping mentor people within the industry and also in the business community as well. Yeah. Is there anything? Yeah. yeah, Cause it's, it's a really, I mean, when we first, um, Matt, I was I, I found it, and I still find it very interesting that you were in in that niche. Like for people who, you know, the uh, the engineers of the world and people who I suppose then think a certain way too. And you know, I could sort of see you saying there as well that you, um, especially then wanting to understand how your brain work um, for me sounds like someone who is a engineer who wants to understand like the way things actually work the way they operate but it's a you know it's a great approach also to things because then it's it's obviously led you to where you are right now you know as a um as a person helping other people so with with other people who um are technically minded the engineers of the world and other sorts of people what 
are there um are there specific challenges or ways that you um actually i suppose help those sort of people that would be different to other people uh not necessarily but there is similar um there's patterns like repeating patterns that come up so um um, for example, like with, if I work with electrical engineers or sim similar to accountants, um, those sorts of um, the training that they get in, in things being um, black and white mm. or right and wrong. Um, so, yeah, just like, for example, if you're an electrical engineer and it's, you know, if you make a mistake, then you die. So it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> significant. So the way their brain's trained, um, it just means that there's, similar patterns that occur with clients that I work with um, such that to, for them to see grey is quite a challenge. So it's right. actually, yeah. yeah, so it's actually seeing those patterns and then um, the exercises and how I work with people is, is a, it's a, it's a similar way of working, but, I, but these patterns repeat and that, and that actually helps me sort of understand where they're coming from, I suppose, and being, being trained in that sort of technical heavy industry area where, you know, things go wrong, people do get injured or die. It's, mm. I understand, um, I guess, those environments as well. And um, so, yeah, there's those sorts of patterns. There's patterns around, I guess, perfectionism, which isn't just unique to that, to no, that um, sector, right. but, but enabling people. So as I work with people and they clarify what they want to achieve, in life often if it's taking on other um, opportunities or responsibilities then what they're engaged with delivering needs to be let go um, and and yeah obviously so that the ability to delegate and the ability to to not lower your standards but actually be okay with um, there being a mistake I suppose and getting over those sorts of those sorts of um, concerns so yeah, they're, they're all they're all human human traits, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are sort of similar patterns that come up with a technically trained person. Yeah, because I would imagine like there's there's yeah, and I mean like you said, it's not I like a lot of those things about being you know really wanting things to be done in the right way and you know and isn't necessarily you know specific to people who who have have a mindset like that but i would imagine that there would i mean like i think you've, you've been speaking about that if people have more of like you know black and white view of the world because of the influence of how they've been trained that wouldn't necessarily um be i mean conducive to always to being a leader i suppose what do you think about that like in in those ideas of various shades of gray and having to deal with people on a human kind of level. Oh, totally. Um, but it, yeah, like you said, it's not confined to technically trained people. No, so no. The, the main, um, so the whole sort of, I guess, investment I did in myself, this concept of being able to see the world from other people's viewpoint Mm. Um, that was that totally transformed my relationships and my ability to connect with people when I was in 
a leadership role um, and then obviously that effect that could have on or did have on the community and the stakeholder kind of relationships was huge so and that that's a very common pattern like people just assume other people see the world the same way that they do yeah, and so course, then yeah. they then they have you know um, expectations that aren't met mm. and and um, and yeah that ability is is a fundamental ability that's helped me that I try and <laughs> help help other people um, get that skill set as well because that's a massive one when it comes to leading people is you just don't understand where other people or what other people's views of the world are what their life experience has been and often people don't go asking either so they just assume that you know this is the way I see the world black and white therefore you should see it that way too and yeah, um so true yeah. yeah and just having that ability to ask questions to really understand so when you know when things um go wrong and um you know if a mistake's made then actually going and trying to get inside of the person's head to actually understand, you know, what were they thinking, what's going on for them, rather than just having a blame culture, which is, um, that's it's a very easy common, to do, isn't it? It's yeah. very easy just to shift or, or to place blame. And, and in the resources sector, um, it's, that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is I'm really passionate about changing those cultures within those, um, yeah, those sectors and my experience of working in there for 20 odd years is that often that is, is part of the culture. That's, it's a, it's a quite old fashioned culture around just a blame culture of if something goes wrong. There's no, yeah, often people don't try and find out, you know, what was, how was the other person seeing the world, I guess is the main thing I'm trying to help people with now. Yeah, well, I suppose like there is that that would, I would imagine with so much more money wise, risk wise at, at stake in some of those environments that, that is, have you encountered that that is, those factors are um, like a, an even bigger contributing factor to that culture because like there's so much more at stake. Oh, definitely. But I think it's also um, to do with people's safety as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. so that the strict controls around, um, I guess, making sure that people are kept safe and, and nobody and is injured at work, like their fundamental community expectations, that it's just completely unacceptable that that happens. So, so yeah, unless you've really gotten into the head of understanding where people are coming from, um, just assuming that procedures and and processes and systems are going to control people and keep people safe. That's often why it doesn't work. <laughs> and mm. actually, yeah, having this culture where you understand other people's views of the world and then being able to adjust for that is really fundamental because otherwise you just, you know, someone, there's a mistake made, someone didn't follow that, therefore you just blame the person and it just, yeah, it's not a good environment to be creating positive um value in a business or and the value is about you know people's lives what i said earlier at the beginning which is you know what do people want to do in their life and, and getting clear on that because 
we spend a lot of our time at work and you know unless you're connected with people and where they want to you know go in their life and what they want to achieve you can't just assume they're just going to turn up and deliver um without having that met as well yeah so, yeah so i really love working with leaders that come to that realization that you know helping people achieve what they want to achieve in their life is fundamental to being a leader as well would you say too that that a part of that is um it's important then for people to have a a genuine interest in just other people like on a very simple level because like when um whenever like i've i've done um things relating to education or or taught like in my own own personal experience like i i generally really like people like i i like i like people's stories i'm interested in you know finding out about what people do like and and i mean from a personal perspective i that's i suppose i i just um have that general interest and i've found that always um that's always been a help or or not even thinking of it i'm like that like it's a um it helps for it to come from a place where you you actually want to find out and then if you're going to be helping people in a more specific way i mean like yourself like what do you I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that like that it does at, at a very core level really need to be the person needs to have that um, interest just in other people? I think it definitely helps. So when I talk about um, coaching leaders in understanding how others see the world, often they're these people, if they're in senior positions, they're under a lot of pressure so they're under a lot of pressure from um, above and these sort of high pressure, yeah, high pressure environments don't lend themselves to giving people the time to actually stop and really be interested in others mm. um, because they're, yeah, they're often just delivering on whatever KPIs have been set. And, and that's, yeah, that's the whole kind of culture that I'm used to being within and is that, and do people give, give themselves or do leaders give themselves time to actually understand where people are coming from. Um, I don't know that they necessarily do often. Um, there's obviously unique um, people that just that comes naturally to them. Like you just said, that comes naturally to you. It didn't come naturally to me. Mm. So in being um, labelled, I guess, early on as an introvert, um, so being in my head, thinking that my job was to solve problems. I wasn't out there confident to ask questions about other people or how, you know, what's their life story, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So to me, all that was learned. I had to actually learn how to do that. And, um, and then that, I said that transformed my relationships or my ability to connect with people. But that, that was, that was only probably in the last eight years. So I spent like 12 years and got into a management role and I didn't, I don't think I had that ability. Yeah, actually that's, that's an interesting point. Cause we were talking before the podcast, we were talking about uh, creativity and, um, and I was sort of saying, I was expressing my view on, on what that is. And I think like 
you saying that you'd always been a problem solver and like in, in, in my mind, true creativity isn't, you know, it's often associated with like the creative industries or being, or, you know, painting or music or, or art. But, you know, I've, I've always viewed like true um, creativity as like a big part of that is actually problem solving. So maybe you actually always, always had that, you know, and you probably did. I mean, I, I actually think most people do and they just don't necessarily realize it or it sort of manifests itself in some other way it might be through, through sport and they're, you know, highly creative and they're really good at problem solving in certain areas, but they don't necessarily view it as, as creativity. Um, so maybe you always just had it and then it just, I mean, it manifested itself in a new way. Uh, I, yeah, totally agree. And I think um, we believe what we've been told about ourselves from a very early age. And, you know, I probably, because I didn't excel at art, I was obviously, I played um, the violin, so I was engaged in music. But, um, but yeah, just thinking, oh, well, I'm not a creative person. As soon as yeah. you believe that about yourself, then that, that becomes your reality. And now that the more I understand how my brain works, it's a fundamental piece of the puzzle um, yeah. to have, yeah, to, to foster that part of, um, I guess, yeah, future focused. And then obviously, um, yeah, problem solving exactly what you said is, is a creative pursuit as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I think everyone has that. Yeah, because that can be like problem solving as as a thing can be is 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 used and you know can be used across any endeavor like whether you're, you're playing chess or whether you're playing the violin or whether you're doing engineering or whether you're you know you are learning to paint and you feel and you've sort of you know part of it is kind of how you're brought up it's what you're exposed to even even down to you know having a a more encouraging teacher like at school whose views you you know i i think that's like it's certainly a part of it is, is who you have around you when you're growing up and then your family and then in your work life i mean sometimes it just takes one person um to go you know, actually, I think you would be, I mean, for whatever reason, they're just being a bit more encouraging of something that you show a little bit of interest in and and you don't have to be like a genius in something to become really exceptional at it. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. It's those, those people that inspire you and that, yeah, that I guess are mentoring you at those young ages um, that, form yeah the the paths that you follow um, yeah, yeah it's I not do. even the people like i i used to do um have it haven't for a little while now but did a lot of um martial arts training and i had an instructor you know when first joined who as a person i didn't really like that much <laughs> but he he was he was a really great like he was he was really really supportive like and it was always something i found like even 
even then too. And even reflecting, I was like, that's really interesting that I never really liked him that much, but I always had a huge amount of respect for him for, mm. for that reason. Um, and even now I'm like, hmm, you know, I, my views changed a little bit, but that realization that, you know, things don't always have to line up. <laughs> they don't have to be, you know, for it to work, you don't necessarily have to be, um, like in, in that case, I don't have to like think he's a fantastic person, but I can still have, have respect for something, you know, for mm. the way somebody does a particular job or they're just inspiring, which he was, you know, mm. sort yeah. of a inspiring person. Um, but yeah. So, and just off uh, the back of that too, where do you find that um, uh, use of, well, emotion sort of come into what you do with people? Oh, it's fundamental. So the, um, yeah, this whole understanding how your brain works is, um, and then being in leadership. So as I'm mentoring people that are aspiring to get into leadership or they're already at, you know, senior positions, mm. um, for them to be the best person they can be in those roles, which is to help people, other people be successful. Um, it's all about regulating their emotions. And um, I do hear often people that are in leadership roles um, thinking that they need to put on like a brave face or a bit of a mask when right. they turn up if they're having a bad day um, rather than being truthful about what's going on for them so I guess it's yeah it's all about um being okay with who you are and and not just assuming that because you're in leadership position you have to I guess hide from who you really are because you're going to have a bad day yeah um but but yeah if if that is happening going to work on understanding why those things are happening I guess and that's that's the the work that I do with people as well is if they've got repeating patterns and often um, a lot of the things that we get triggered by, emotionally triggered by, uh, there's patterns there and you can actually identify what those patterns are and go to work on them um, if you want to. And that's, that's what, yeah, that's what I help people with now so that they can um, as much as possible regulate their emotions so that they can be the best person and be serving in that leadership role um, rather than having it be about them. Because if it's, if you're, yeah, I think if you're upset or you're emotionally triggered, then it's about you and you're internally focused. Whereas I think, yeah, 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 I think in a leadership, yeah, I said your role is to help others be successful. You've got to be externally focused. You've got to be focused on others, not on yourself. So yeah, but it always it always comes around, doesn't it? Like it always, I mean, I like they say, what goes around comes around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, think, yeah. yeah, it's an old saying. I'm not sure who, who would have ever have, have said that, but it's, it's true. Like it's just, it's just kind of call it one of those laws of the universe or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, like, you know. Yeah, you what help, you focus on, the other one that, um, coach says what you focus on you get more of so 
yeah. yeah if you're focused on being upset and whatever internally you've got going on then you just get more of it <laughs> and you can actually yeah you can actually change your life and be happier by going to work on it yeah yeah i think outside of um like probably i'm not sure how many universal laws there are but <laughs> i think there's many um but i think that's certainly one of them is is that and they say there's always you can always always count on you know things are changing and yeah that's for sure things will always yep. change and i think that is also one of the other ones there's probably some other ones too um <laughs> but so just that on um with that in mind as well what about the i mean sustainability as a leader to like moving forward you you helping helping people to um be like you know good leaders for a whole range of different reasons then moving forward for them you know staying as as a leader and for that being i mean sustainable for them is that a part of what you um, speak to people about um what do you mean by sustainability do you mean that they continue to be in a leadership role is that oh uh, yeah well that and then also to maintain well you know i guess um sort of grow and improve and for that to be um sort of um something which is is i guess tied in very closely to them even staying in that role too um as a leader but yeah oh so i think the yeah, I shared that I work with people and they get clear on what contribution they want to make in the world. So sometimes there's people in leadership roles that have just gone up the food chain and that's just what the social or family or whatever expectation is. But they're actually not, um, that's not where they're most um, at their best, I suppose. So, yeah, I, I think that if people get clear on what contribution they want to make, like I've got business owners now that, that are they've led the business for you know for example eight or seven years or they realize that they've stopped learning and they and they actually want to go out and help other businesses so so i think yeah i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of scope for i guess getting clear on what you want to contribute to the world and then you might be in a leadership role and as long as you continue to invest in yourself in the way that i've described then over time it changes like your what you what you want to give to the world changes and and True. particularly if you've stopped learning and you've been in a place for seven years seems to be a bit of a um for some reason yeah there's that seems to be a bit of a pattern people have been somewhere for seven years and they decide that this is they need a wholesale change um yeah so i think sustainability is just it's all about what contribution you want to make in the world and and it might be leading teams or it might be helping other people be better leaders, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah, no, no, I was just, and, and with that, I suppose too, because being a leader is, is, um, or, you know, or uh, coming to realization about leadership as a idea um, for me anyways, is sort of very um, closely aligned to, um, you know, the community that you're, a part of then too like is is and that is of course dependent on what the organization is and you know how many people but how how important is that idea of 
of creating a strong um, you know, group or community idea within that um, uh, business or organisation? Well, I always try and work with people to, as they do this work about, you know, themselves, they get clear on what's important to them. So if they're within a, in a business or in a community organisation that their values aren't aligned and that's giving you evidence that, um, that yeah, maybe that there's other businesses or organisations out there um, that want that, to, that would be better suited. Um, but I think, yeah, even now, even more, I guess, the, with what's happened um, in 2020, the, um, yeah, all, all businesses are looking to the community more in what, you know, how can they contribute in a, in a greater way? And it's not just about uh, making money. And that was a big part of what I was really excited to do at executive level in the resources sector where I was, was, um, was actually do those things that weren't just about making money. I know that you need to do that um, if your shareholders um, expect um, that that return. Um, but if you if you're part of a community and the people that as a leader you're helping them be successful in what they want to achieve in life, it's all about you know productive and <laughs> prosperous communities as well. Yeah. Um, and we yeah, as um, when I was um, leading that business, we helped. Uh, a small community um, get funding and build a childcare centre within 12 months um, that I was, um, I, I, you know, my kids are grown up by that stage, but that was going to help that community um, grow and, and have those services that are so needed for working parents. Um, so having that extra, yeah, what else, with all of the skill set that you've got as a leader, how can you add value and it's not just about the business, exactly what you were saying. It's about the community. Um, yeah. And what areas can you contribute to in that, in that community as well? Yeah. And I suppose there's going to be, in many instances, there's going to be people in, in the business or organisation who are working in it, who are part of the, um, the local, you know, area and then the community. So it's all, you know, in many instances, very intertwined really, isn't it? Yeah. It's all connected. Completely. Yeah, because uh, people are people. They got families, and they're a part of things. And I think, I mean, I I think most people really, um, even if they don't necessarily specifically, it's it's not like a big part of of um, how they view things. Everybody, you know, likes to be a, a part of something, and whether it's a you know, whether it's being really focused on where they work or, or, or their sport team or their group of friends or just their hobbies and interests. We're all, all, you know, really, I think most people get so much out of helping, helping each other out, really. Yeah, this whole concept of um, belonging to something is that fundamental human need of feeling like that you're part of, the tribe sort of thing. Yeah, part of the herd. Um, you yeah. Know, yeah, and if people don't have that in their life, it's it's a challenge. So I think, yeah, you, you're spot on and it is all intertwined and can, interconnected and, and um, yeah, it just goes back to, you know, how as a leader, how can you help people get, 
you know, be successful, but get clear on where they want to play because there's just so much opportunity out there to contribute in so many different ways within the business or within the community, um, within your family. And that's just life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess like my, you know, after we've been talking about this, my, probably my, my takeaway or take home sort of point, especially listening to you talk about it has, has probably been even, even more than some other things like the fact that like, if you're going to help, it's like that really great flow on effect that, you know, you, you're helping other people be good leaders is going to inevitably have, you know, some do, do at, at its own level, have some impact on um, then how they impact other people, you know, and what, you know, and that's where that, um, cause that idea about helping, helping to make the world like, you know, a, a nicer place. And as always, that's another term that's used a lot, isn't it? Like everyone's, you know, but what does it actually mean? It always, um, for me, it always means that, um, you know, at, in all the little micro parts of what all of us do like that, if you can help somebody be a better leader or then in turn be a slightly better person and helping other people, then you've got that flow on effect really, don't you? Um, we all can probably, like you were saying about your martial arts um, teacher, that we think back to those people that have helped us in the past and, mm. and then, yeah, if, and then we're kind of repaying it by helping others and then it just flows on from there. <laughs> well, so, it does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. And and it's funny then too because like that, um, that particular story for me was also something that years later – I guess just made me also go, well, was I, I thought, I thought this about that guy, but was that just like that? I guess a realization that my prejudice about what I liked and I didn't like blinded me a bit to other things. And then it was only more after the fact that I actually kind of thought, well, that was like, so valuable but i probably didn't get as much out of it at the time that i could have because of that you know so that in itself was useful at least i had that realization at at some point yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it was a bit late (laughs) it was a bit (laughs) it was after the fact but it still came it was like uh yeah i still wouldn't uh, you know i wouldn't like hang out with the guy all the time or anything but (laughs) but that doesn't really matter. You know, he's never going to like, he's, he had had that role in my life and it was really important and still, still is. And it's still, and interestingly, it's still instilled like certain things in me. And then mm. because then I became an instructor too. And that, and his, you know, and that's obviously, that's a, a big part of any education whether it's in, you know, a professional sense or, or, or sport or anything like that influence that other people have on you, um, you know, is kind of, is so, it always flies under the radar, really. Like it's always, 
it's, you know, and then you reflect on it and you go, oh, that was really, you know, that person was actually a really significant part of my life. I didn't really think about it at the time. <laughs> it's years later, you're like, oh, that was, you know, that was so, so important you know, to me now. <laughs> it's a funny thing. Yeah, he had his own way of contributing to others that, yeah, at yeah. the time you didn't appreciate. Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of people were, you know, because everyone's got their own various um, conflicting views about many things, but um, it's still it's still always an important role there. But um, well, with with that in mind, we're just about to uh, to wrap up. I'll just ask you if you wouldn't mind, Melanie, to give um, everybody listening. Uh, a relevant quote or just a quote that you you like to that's um uh, maybe relevant to uh, the subject we've been talking about uh so there's a few different themes but the one i keep going back to um that i when i sort of work with people to be better leaders is that leadership's all about self-regulation and it's understanding how your brain works. So, yeah, just that because um, there's so much, you know, I guess hype around that concept of leadership mm. th these days. And it's all, it really is all about self-regulation and understanding those emotions so you can be a better person. And then if you're being a better person, then you're going to be contributing to helping other people get clear on what they want to achieve and be successful in life. And I think yeah, to I think me that's... that's yeah, and then the more and more you invest in yourself, the better you get at it and it's just practice and it's just, yeah, anyone can do it. So I'd really encourage people to to start looking within themselves and getting interested in, in yeah, what's what's happening for them and, and knowing that they can change it. They don't have to just keep repeating the same patterns. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic um, you know, final point for the podcast too and and um i'd just like to say thanks so much again for being on the podcast and would you be able to um please let everybody know about um like some details about the best way people can learn more about you and the best way to get in contact as well yeah sure well the website i have is called melaniemccarthymentor.com and if they want to know more, I hold uh, events every two weeks and they're virtual events at the moment and they'll probably continue to be virtual events um, where I have uh, guest speakers that I'm really inspired by. Mm. So there's information on those um, on the website about those events in the article section. But um, all the normal social channels so yeah, Melanie McCarthy on LinkedIn and then Melanie McCarthy mentor on the other channels like yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, I think that's yeah. the main ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thanks so much. And, um, and so with that in mind, that's actually it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening in again to our podcast before we go please leave your feedback as well as any suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss in any future episodes thanks again for listening to the gray business podcast and we'll see you again soon bye guys
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Grow Your Business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time here at the Grow Your Business podcast.